Welcome to the VP Live Network. Your 30-second countdown has begun. This show is intended for adults of legal smoking age, and as such, the content is not intended for viewers and listeners under the age of 18. Vapor's Place is in no way responsible for the opinions of any host on the VP Live Network. Please grab a vape, sit back, and enjoy the show. I'm here and even got the boom. So, no, and it's not BP Live. FDA, shut up. Just, just, just shut the hell up. <laughs> Hi, Jay. I don't like Johnny Cash. Well, you, shut up. I'm going to tell Jan. <laughs> no, actually, I've, I've never really thought about him, so. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I actually like that version of Hurt better than the Nine Inch Nails version believe it or not and i'm a metalhead so who 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 to thunk such a damn thing yeah so how so, are you uh, my friend i'm i'm grooving how you doing um good i have internet um it at least we're hoping i have internet um weird weird shit has been going on with the internet um and of course my husband's working out of town so i can't say fix my shit mm-hmm so he was supposed to be home today and uh, sent me a text at five o'clock and said, um, so maybe it's a good thing you packed me extra clothes. <laughs> I said, well, there you go. Because when I was putting all of his stuff in his suitcase, by the way, I have to tell you about my husband's hoarder tendencies. He said, no, I only need three days worth of clothes. And I said, well, you know, we probably ought to stick an extra one in here just in case. It's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Mm-hmm. Just like a forty-five. Yeah. So I was right. He needed it. But, yeah. I did, however, um, and, you know, I've called Paul a pack rat for a long time. Um, my husband is one of those people that... You know, we'll keep this two-foot piece of Romax wire f- for ten fucking years. Yeah, my my wife's the same way. We have a cellar full of shit that nobody's touched for seven years. Yeah, so generally, you know, I go through every three or four years and um, clean Paul's garage. And so then you can actually get a car in our two-and-a-half-car garage for a month or so. Right. Um, but it just never happens. My car is underneath of a carport in the driveway yeah but, we're, we're going to be renting a dumpster soon and cleaning everything out yeah yeah we do that i do that here because and and i have to do it when paul's not home you see because oh, he let you throw anything away yeah because he won't let me throw anything away but if i do all this when he's not home and he comes home and i have both of the the automatic doors up on the garage and you know, there's his saw benches and there's his toolboxes all back organized and, you know, his cabinets are all back organized and there's a fucking floor. <laughs> He's like, oh, wow. And he gets going on all these projects. So, yep. yeah, that's that's how that shit works. All this space I can fill up with random shit. Yeah. So what, when I went to go pack his suitcase, I said, you need to pick the suitcase up and put it on the stand for me. He's like, why? I said, I can't pick the fucking thing up. What is in there? My husband's hoarder tendencies even extend to hotel soap and shampoo. <laughs> you know the, the plastic bags they give you at the grocery store? Yeah. Paul 
started unloading all of the soap and the shampoo and the conditioner and the lotion and the and the and the whatever from the hotels, right? Because well, he took never me used his basket for the lotion. Yeah, well, he never. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Hannibal Lecter fan. I got that. You know, he never uses the stuff at the hotel. He always takes his own because he likes certain soap, right? But he still feels this driving need to collect this fucking shit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he thinks, like, I should put it in mylar and five-gallon buckets and put it downstairs in in what my children refer to as the general store or what. But, I, yeah, I don't know why he collects all this shit. Yeah, like FDA says, uh, he's he's just stocking up for the shortage. You know, it's I, yeah. inevitable. You know, the zombie apocalypse, everybody still needs to be clean. I, I, but it's, it's not, but it's so we won't even use. Maybe, maybe he thinks he'll throw it at the zombies. I don't, I don't know. But needless to say, the suitcase was much lighter after we took literally a shopping bag full of this shit out of his suitcase. Hmm. So now it's probably a bad time to tell you that while I don't take shampoo bottles from hotel rooms, I do open them all up and spit in them. Well, that that's <laughs> that yeah, I, that wouldn't surprise me. That it wouldn't surprise me that people actually do that. Oh, so my <laughs> speaking of hotel rooms, let me tell you about Vape Bash that you weren't at. Yes, I was not at. You should have been there. The Bash. You you really should have been there. It it really was an epic, epic, epic good time. Um, had a wonderful, wonderful time. But um, the motherfuckers at TSA took my hairspray again. What size bottle of hairspray are you bringing? Um, the little trial size. They informed me it was too big. So so the bastards took my hairspray again. Now, I want you to know that I have to go through the scanners. Everybody knows because I look like a bomb on an x-ray. I have to go through their scanners. Right. When I went to the airport, I had my driver's license and my plane ticket and my medical. I have to ha- I have to carry this card that right. says that I have an implanted medical device. Mm-hmm. And I can't go through metal detectors. So I hand this shit to the girl at the counter at the little, you know, the little stand thing. And she says, oh, I'm sorry. And she hands me back the thing. I'm like, oh, no, you needed to see that. And she said, well, what is that? I wasn't all warm and fuzzy because I would really have, I I always expect the people at TSA to know what an implanted medical device card is. Right. You know, I kind of expect them to know this, but nope, okay, fine. She didn't need it. And I said, well... I can't go through that line. I have to go through this line. I have to go through the scanner. And she says, well, your ticket says you're pre-checked. And I'm like, oh, fuck this again. Because this happened to me the first time I flew to VaporCon with the pre-check thing. But isn't that a good thing? Doesn't that mean they just wave you through? No, you still have to go through the metal detector in the pre-check line. All right. I can't go through the fucking metal detector. I shouldn't have to argue with these people about this shit. (laughs) So I go get and I get in the uh, go get in the scanner right and I'm and I'm hurrying right throwing all my shit on there, and and the guy's like, um, "Ma'am, would you like to explain to me why you have shoes on?" And I looked down at my feet and I went, "Oh, because I forgot I had them on, I guess." I back out of the scanner, take my fucking sneakers off, put my sneakers in another tote, and he said, "Well, it's got to go through with the rest of your stuff." And the five people, of course, that are waiting behind me in line are really not fucking happy at this point. 
So I get my shoes in the thing, go through the scanner, go out the other side. Immediately, I, I pick my hair up and I lift up the back of my shirt. Because, you know. You're prepared to, to show off yeah, your, your junk. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I mean, I've got metal sewn into my neck. They're going to want to have to touch there. I've got a lithium-ion battery pack in my back. They're going to want to they're going to want to see this shit, right? Um, Why are you doing that? I said, well, because these are the spots that are going to show up on the scanner. He, no, you're fine. Just get your stuff and go. <laughs> so, you know, when, when I flew to Richmond... I tried to tell the people that their scanner was broken. I tried to tell them very nicely like this that I thought their scanner was broken. And they got a little hostile. Yeah. So this time when the guy just said, okay, fine, you know, I didn't even bother to tell him that I thought his shit was broken. So yet again, TSA has proven to me that they are nothing but a waste of my time and fucking money. I don't know why we have to do this shit. I really don't know why we have to do this. It's crazy. <laughs> Security theater. It's to make all the sheep feel safe. It's craziness. It's it. just fucking stupid. So then I go to get my suitcase and stuff, and the guy says, ma'am, I'm going to need you to unzip this bag. I'm thinking, okay, no big deal. All right. And I'm thinking he means my purse that's mm -hmm. got two Opus Ds in it and ice sticks and lithium-ion 18650 battery cells and, you know, and whatever, right? Yeah. No. They didn't want to look at my purse. They did not want to look at my purse that had my 10.1-inch tablet, my uh, Note 2 cell phone, all my mods, my batteries. No, I didn't want to look at any of that shit. They I wanted to look me, at your underwear. They wanted me to open up my suitcase mm -hmm. so that they could look at my hair straightener and take my fucking hairspray. Never even moved my charger for my spinal cord stimulator. My charger was in there, which is another great big gigundus. And Jagundus is a word now, up some. Just, mm -hmm. it is. Okay. Um, but ant anecdote is not. Anecdotal <laughs> is. Don't pick on my fucking abbreviations. Um, so, so yeah. So then, and the funny thing is, is um, I get to the Buffalo airport, right? Because you got to be two hours early for your flight. My daughter drives me up. I jump out of the car. She grabs my suitcase. And in I go and off my daughter heads back to Shingle House, right? I walk in and I go to print my boarding, but I go up to the girl. The The line to print your own boarding pass was like 18 people long. I went, fuck that. That girl over there at the counter's got nobody. I'm going to go see her. I get up there and she says, oh, by the way, ma'am, I'm sorry this flight was canceled. <laughs> fucking what? Um, the flight was canceled. We booked you on the next available flight. And I said, and when exactly is this next available flight? 5.22 p.m. And said, what time is it now? I said, ma'am, it's 11.50 in oh. the morning. She says, well, you can feel free to go home and come back. <laughs> like, this oh, thank you. fucking two and a half hours away, lady. <laughs> Par and Lisa and I all scheduled our flights to arrive in Chicago at relatively the same time. Because the the venue for Bash was not close to the airport right i remember it's like it's like 45 minutes to an hour away isn't it depending on traffic yes yes so needless to say i have now got five and a half hours to kill needless to say i was very glad that i had movies on my tablet and here i am 
telling Par and Lisa, just get the car because Par got the, I got the hotel room, Par got the rental car. So I'm like, just go to the hotel, I'll figure it out. And they're like, no, we'll come back and get you. And I'm like, no, just go to the hotel, I'll see what I can figure out. So then I'm on Facebook and I'm like, um, is anybody going to be around the Chicago O'Hare Airport, say 5.30, 6 o'clock-ish, that happens to be going to bash? And thank God, Crazy Eyes, uh, really good friend of Ed the Greens, awesome great guy, says, I work right by there, Jeannie. I get out of work at 5 o'clock. I'll just wait around and pick you up. So he picked me up and took me to the hotel. So that worked out great. <laughs> good. I don't know about driving with somebody called Crazy Eyes, though. Oh, but he's really not. Okay. He, no, he's he's really not. Um, He's a really nice kid. Really, really nice kid. So, yeah, so he saved me, and he saved Par and Lisa from having to drive all the way back to the fucking airport and getting me. But I have to tell you, and I mentioned this to him, and I have to find, somebody's got to have a picture of this this statue, monument, whatever the fuck this piece of sculpture is. When you leave out of the Chicago O'Hare Airport and you're heading towards the venue, um, um, Pheasant Run Resort, that's where it was. Um, really nice venue, by the way. Rooms are kind of eh, needed updated a lot, but the venue was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you're leaving the airport and you're pulling out, there, there is this... There is this really fucked up monument, statue, sculpture thing, okay? Mm-hmm. It's like these these big ovals that they have cut out the silhouette of these guys running, okay? Okay. And somebody's got somebody's to figure out what the fuck this thing is and, and tell me what the name of this monument is. But so the cutouts of the men running are in front of... They're all like in a line. They're like staggered. There's like oval with a cutout, oval with a cutout, oval with a cutout, oval with a cutout. And then there's like the cutouts. All staggered. Right? And and I and I looked over at this thing and I'm like, what in the fuck is that? And Crazy Eye says, what do you mean? I said, that. And he's like, it's a monument thing. I'm like, but but look at it. And he's like, okay, I drive by it all the time. What? And I'm like, so there's these silhouettes of these guys, right? You know, and and it's like they've got one arm back and one arm out in front of them and one knee up and the other leg back, right? Like they're they're running. Maybe maybe it's called the Running Men Monument. Fuck if I know. And he's like, yeah. I said, why did they put them little bulges on the front of every single one of them? And he's like, what? And I'm like, seriously, look at that. If they were going to put penises on these silhouettes, wouldn't you figure they would have at least made them well hung or not put them on there at all? And he said, Jesus, Jeannie, mind bleach, mind bleach. I am never going to unsee that. I'm like, I cannot have possibly, Jay, I cannot have been the first person on the freaking planet to notice that every single one of these things has got this little bitty package on the front of them. All right, I just Googled it. I was able to find it. Um, it's called, uh, what is it called? Uh, it just says the Runners, a sculpture dedicated to it the, at O'Hare Airport. So the, I can I see what you're talking about. The, They're little, tiny little, you know, yeah, cannonball packages. Yeah, the, the Runners with with the lack of appendages. I don't, I mean, I don't, I just don't understand. That was the most confusing thing about my entire trip was I just do not understand what the sculptor was thinking <laughs> when when they put this thing up. 
when you thought if they were, you know, like trying to 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 praise these people that they would have at least been really nice and it kind of seems like a lost opportunity for graffiti artists too. I mean, it it you know, this thing's ripe for some damage. But <laughs> do, do you see what I'm talking about? I was like, this is just seriously messed up. He says, you know, I have driven by this thing. I cannot tell you the amount of times that I have driven by this thing. He said, and never noticed that, Jeannie. And now I will never be able to not see it. I was like, well, I'm just saying. (laughs) It was, you know, I wasn't trying to be a dirty-minded old lady or anything, but it was just there, you know. (laughs) It was rush hour traffic. We were kind of, you know, like creeping by. And the more I saw this thing out of the corner of my eye, the more I thought... Man, this artist just really didn't like these guys at all. Not at all. It was terrible. So, um, and Chicago Rod tried to break me. Tried to break you? Yes, Chicago Rod tried to break me. Um, He did redeem himself because he sold me his brand spanking new um, Vapor Shark RDNA, the one without the glitch. He did did sell me his brand new mod that he just bought. So, I forgive him. Um... But yeah, no, Chicago Rod tried to break me. Um, I'm standing there and talking to Ed the Green and Crazy Eyes and whatever. And Chicago Rod comes running around and he goes, Genie! And he grabs me in this big bear hug and picks me up off the ground. And then he kind of like gave me like this little jiggled shake. I I don't know if he was like trying to sever my spine or <laughs> make sure <laughs> make sure that my mod dislocated or what. But yeah, yeah, Chicago Rod tried to break me. Well, you're 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 a bit more fragile than most. Well, I'm very huggable. I'm just not bear hug and and try to crack my backable. <laughs> That's all. Oh well, my God! You see what Liz put in chat? Yes, Liz, you're right. I think that should be the name of that that monument. It should be just the tip. You're right. <laughs> just so, the tip. No choice. Yes, Ed the Green, as you're driving down the road, listening to this replay, drive by the airport, look at this monument, and tell them that it should be named Just the Tip. Yes. I'm more worried about this guy's forehead, because it seems to, like, flow right into his nose. (laughs) Isn't it bad? Hi, Pammy. Oh, we just got invaded by Tower of Ape. Hello, Rich, my love. Rich. Oh, yes, and Ed the Green, Parr, again, Parr said, thank you for the bed. Um, it was really funny. We we got saved because I got to looking at my reservation, right? And they had me in a king, a king suite, it was called. Mm-hmm. So I call them on the phone, and I'm like, this is a king suite. Does it have a pull-out bed? No. I said, does it have a couch? No. <coughs> um, does it have a second room? There's, there's three adults going to be in this room you charged me extra even for the third adult and they said well we we do have uh cots on a first come first serve basis and i said well can i reserve one with my room and they said no you cannot do that i'm like why the fuck are you charging me extra for a third person in a room when you want three grown adult women who are not in relationships with each other to sleep in one king-size bed really so Danger Girl took care of that. Danger Girl got our room switched to at least a two-queen room because the guy at the hotel told me they didn't even have any. Uh, So that was taken care of. So then we had to figure out the third thing, and Ed the Green saved us. Um, Ed and his wife uh, loaned us an air mattress for the weekend. So um, 
part, and Lisa and I, um, none of us had to share beds with each other, which was really kind of nice. So thank you, Ed. That's good. It's a good doobie. You wouldn't do that for me, though. <laughs> oh, um, Tower, so, Tower of Ape is showing you love in the chat, by the way, in case you're not noticing it. He is. Yes, we got we got invaded by Tower of Ape show. Knows I love him. I'll love him even more the next time he comes out to New England for a meet. But I'll probably see him at Con. I, Rich, are you coming to VaporCon? Yeah, he's coming to VaporCon. He better be coming to VaporCon. He might not, though. He's he's really reducing the number of meets he goes to. Oh, man. I We'll have to work on LLV, because if we get LLV on board, Rich will be there. That's true. Best way to a man is through his woman. What the hell's in Phoenix? Somebody, somebody else doing a meet the same weekend as Khan? I don't know. There's, there's a meet every weekend now. There's meets all over the place. I, I will tell you that, you know, everybody kept looking around Bash and saying, wow, there's not very many people here. And I'm like, this place is people everywhere. The thing is, this this convention hall that they had set up was fucking huge. Okay. Take VaporCon. You could have put VaporCon in this room four times. That's how big this, this event hall was. It was... So it was more like a VCC, only no. not as corporate, not as, like, sterile. Yeah. Yeah. No, because in VCC was nice, and I really enjoyed, after the traumatic 16-hour train ride, I really enjoyed... Getting to hang out with you and MRP and PD and I miss she, I didn't get to see Jibba and I didn't get to see Vash because they were brats and left. Um, but I enjoyed that. I enjoyed getting to see the people that I did. I just that style of event is not for me. And I thought maybe you know I give it another shot. So I went up to ECC VPX in Niagara Falls, mm -hmm. and I walked away from that one thinking the same thing. This is just not my style of meet. Those meets were they're, great for me to, to kind of make some contacts that I'd been hoping to make, meet some people in person that I was hoping to make. But, yeah, as far as, a, like, a social event, yeah, they're not. the event itself really wasn't like that. I mean, we yeah. got to hang out at the hotel a lot and, you know, go out to eat and stuff, and that was great. They're definitely trade shows, and I, and right. I guess it's – I'm not really a trade show kind of person. Um, and it was uh, – ECC up in Niagara Falls was just row after row after row of premium juice vendors, most of which I've never even heard of. And and I said this before, I promise you, there were only maybe 10 vendors there that I knew. Yeah. Um, and nothing against new vendors. If you're a new vendor out there and I don't know who, who the hell you are, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with your product. I'm just saying I've never fucking heard of you. Right, and I, I think a lot of people take this opportunity to kind of introduce themselves to the community too, you know. Um, but I like it in that respect because you can kind of go around and see, you know, who's gonna who's gonna do well and who should really pack it up now. <laughs> um, and luckily at VCCNE, there were very few. I could uh, probably talk about two or three that I felt really shouldn't be in this business. Uh, the rest of them were pretty stand-up. Um, you know, and I only had one retailer upset me um, at, at Bash. 
Um, oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're sitting in the CASA meeting. And Julie Wasner, how do you say Julie's last name? That works. Okay, it's close enough. Julie, I'm sorry. It's not Julie anecdote. Yeah, it's not. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Never going to let that one go. You're not. And Kristen and Ron Ward were conducting the CASA meeting. And Julie was talking about uh, regulations coming in and about CASA um, having put money away um, for the inevitable lawsuits. Um, they're, they're going to be lawsuits. Um, and unfortunately you can't sue the government until they. You have to, you have to have been harmed. Yeah. They have to do something wrong before we can sue them. Meaning they have to, you know, whatever. So, and, and this girl says, well, you know, there's a vendor downstairs that's selling juice and, and they're using nicotine from, genetically modified tomatoes in it so they won't be able to regulate that yeah and and i remember that from a simpsons episode um yeah no such thing folks uh Uh, no i mean maybe someday (laughs) but as of now no that's science fiction or a bad simpsons episode well, and Julie didn't, Knuckle. Julie really did I don't think Julie thought that she was serious because Julie kind of laughed and she said, yeah, that's just not real. And she's like, no, no, really, there are. And I'm like, and Julie said, oh, really? And I'm like, um, who is this? What vendor is this? Because I'd really like to go down and talk to them about this because, you know, I, I, if, if somebody is actually making e-liquid out of nicotine, from genetically modified or genetically engineered tomatoes, I want to know all about this. Yeah, certainly. So, and but that's the thing: we wouldn't already know about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a vendor wouldn't just break into the industry and all of a sudden say, "Hey, yeah. you know." So I I go downstairs and I'm searching all over for this for this juice and I'm like I don't see this line anywhere. It must be somebody's carrying it, right? So walking around, I'm looking at all of the, the bottles on people's tables and stuff. And and I'm like, oh, this is it. And they got in this great big guy. He's like, well, yeah. I said, so um, I said, this is made out of nicotine from genetically engineered tomatoes? He says, yeah, why? I said, <laughs> really? I said, what? exact information could you give me on this i said because to be perfectly honest with you i said every conversation that i have had with phds chemists and actual doctors says that you know technically this is possible but the cost involved in it would add zeros let alone the food shortages it would cause He's like, well, you seem kind of hostile about this. And I said, well, I, I kind of am. I, I really kind of am. I said, you're, you're telling people that this is coming from genetically modified tomatoes. I would like some kind of a documentation that shows me that this stuff is actually coming from genetically modified tomatoes. Yep. And he says, well, there's a company that makes theirs out of potatoes. And I said, and they're as full of shit as you are. <laughs> He's like, excuse me? <sighs> Wow. I said, okay, <laughs> what what was the number that I was given? I brought up the tomato thing with, with Kurt one time, I think, and I think it was, 
roughly a hundred bushels of tomatoes. Well, yeah, that's that's not, but that's not these magically uh, gen- genetically modified tomatoes. Those are just regular tomatoes. Well, and really, if there was these magically genetically modified tomatoes, wouldn't you think that the fucking chemist at Penn State University would know about these miraculous inventions? It would already be well known in the industry <laughs> because people in the industry are very interested in such a thing. I, we would already be we would be aware of this if it was true. So my, I guess my public service announcement for everybody. This week is this. If you think that your nicotine is coming from anything but tobacco or a completely synthetic lab, you're wrong. Now, I could be wrong. I have been wrong in the, I have been wrong in the past. I, I will be wrong in the future, too. So I don't I could, think you're wrong about this, Jeannie. I, I, it, <laughs> I it's really possible don't. that I could be wrong about this. Yeah. The odds are in my favor. Um, yeah, it's it, it's pretty amazing, um, and I'd love to see some public comments from this company. It, well, and I got a hold of the company. I you know, and of course, I was really kind of uh, floored when when I said, you know, well, I would like to contact the actual juice maker. Do you have any contact information for them? He says, well, you'll have to get a hold of them on Facebook. I'm like, Facebook, really? Facebook is the only way for me to get a hold of this vendor. So who who were these guys? They weren't the owners or or No, they were just a retailer. He oh, was, they were he retailers. Was, he was a retailer. So I did it, get it, I did get a hold of the company. I got a hold of one of the guys that owns the company and I said, "So, you know, and I was telling him this story about, you know, genetically modified tomatoes and I said, "Now we just like some confirmation on if this is what people are being told." And if it's true, I would really appreciate some documentation on this that I can look into because this is like going to be, you know, a, a miracle. Not that it's going to be any kind of saving grace, because, of course, the FDA is just going to pull their intended use card. Um, you know, so I don't give a shit where you get your nick from. Um, you could, you could, you know, genetically modify eggplant for all I care. Um, but if you extract nicotine from that and you put it into e-liquid for vaporization. Um, Reality check is the FDA is going to call intended use. They've, they, they're already doing it. What do you mean intended use? They are going to say that that nicotine falls under, under their regulation because of its intended use. Because it's intended to be vaped. Yes. They've uh, already... I guess it depends on how everything's written. Yeah, uh, because they... if they say that... They're basing these regulations on the fact that nicotine is derived from tobacco, then they would have to rewrite that regulation. I don't think intended use really comes into play at that point. Well, they've they've already started regulating nicotine based on intended use. Right, because it's derived from tobacco. Um, well, if you notice in the 241 pages of regulation that they've already thrown out there for us, mm-hmm. the way that they're trying to regulate our devices is under intended use. They've already thrown in the term intended use over and over and over and over again in those 241 pages regulation. Mm-hmm. So they're they're prepared. Even though there is no nicotine in your ego, they want to that to fall under the purview of this regulation because of intended use. So they're really, really good at 
using that term. Um, and as vague as they have made a lot of that regulation, um, I don't think that was by accident. I think it was on purpose. Because then they can say, well, what we meant was this. And by the way, bend over. Right. <laughs> because that's what government is really good at. I intend to use my Proveri as a flashlight. <laughs> they sell little things for that, don't they? I, I got to see one. Uh, Jamie uh, brought one to the meet, uh, and I got to check it out. It was, it's pretty freaking cool, I have to say. It's it's really cool. Um, yeah, I, I've been saying that all, all along. You know, depending on how these regs go, you're going to see a lot of, you know, 18650 flashlights. Oh, and Jan is in chat. Hi, Jan. Hi, Jan. I miss you, Jan. I didn't get to do the show with Jan on Monday. Jan's in there? Yeah. The Morgan is Jan. Oh, that's Jan. That's oh. Jan. Hi, Jan. Yeah, we, uh, Paul, <laughs> we ended up, Paul took the, the Jeep and went to pick up Bernie at his grandfather's and ended up blowing out a tire. And, of course, we didn't have a spare and went to get him. And Paul had to work on Monday, so we couldn't go back until Monday night to get the Jeep. And, yeah, it was a pain in the ass. So, needless to say, I am sorry for bailing on you on Monday, Jan. I miss you. But, yeah, I mean, I I just... <sighs> Stereo wants to turn his Proveries into pipe bombs, apparently, and somehow that's going to have less of a regulatory effect. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work with this guy that, um, I, I mean, this guy was certifiable. Upsy, he really was. I, and this is one of the, the the less certifiable things that he did. Um, the guy was really whack. But he would come to work and he would be talking, you know, about, oh, yeah, and he's sketching. And he's sketching on, on napkins at break, right? And he's mm -hmm. drawing these really cool-looking birdhouses, you know. And we're all like, oh, man, those birdhouses are really cool. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know what the guy did with these birdhouses? He built these really cool, badass-looking birdhouses, and he had them on posts every six feet around his property. Mm -hmm. And he had propane cylinders inside of them. Propane cylinders inside of a birdhouse. Yeah, so if anybody ever came to get him from his house, he could just shoot the birdhouses up and, you know, and, and blow them all up. <laughs> I mean, this guy was fucking whack. <laughs> that is messed up. <laughs> and, and we're actually, all... I, I actually, I actually just recently saw a video on that. And propane canisters are actually very difficult to blow up with a firearm. Oh well, this guy really had it all figured out because he was using his incendiary rounds and everything. I mean, we are. We thought he was joking, and this this man was serious as a fucking heart attack. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> well, that's like those guys up in New Hampshire. Uh, I forget their names. Um, the guys who like uh, who hold up in their quote unquote compound for like I don't know. I think it was like two years, and then um, and they supposedly had bombs and stuff planted throughout the property, but eventually I, they were taken down. I'm telling you, every time somebody you know, says something about Paul and I being gun nuts or something. I'm like, no, I, I'll tell you what, there's this dude in Cuba. <laughs> you should go see. <laughs> because, I mean, 
I I never crossed my mind that the guy was serious, and we we were all laughing, and he's like, no, I really do. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and Stereo says uh, tracer rounds into a, a a propane tank will do it. And yeah, that's that's I think that's what they found was that it had to be a high power rifle round in a tr- in a tracer, and that that would that would do it. But typical typical rounds like even a five five six out of an AR wouldn't wouldn't even cut it. Yeah, but who the fuck does that kind of shit? <laughs> Billy and Bob. And, I'm uh, telling you what, everybody thinks I'm crazy because you know I have food storage and shit. If I didn't cuss and drink and and use nicotine, I'd, I just just imagine I'd be a really good Mormon. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a really good Mormon. Yeah, you know. I don't know. I've seen you drink. Well, they have to have food storage. You know, the, the, didn't you? Know, did you? Yeah, Mormon. The Mormon Church. You have food storage. You're supposed to have a year's worth of, of supplies put up for your family, and you know, in case the the you know second coming of Christ and another flood or something. I, I there's this. They have this whole thing reason for it. But anyway, because I have a lot of family members that are Mormon. Um, I obviously am not. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that you know I'm an asshole, um, I, I'm I might be a good Mormon. At least I do the whole you know food storage. See, I just I stock on booze. I stock up on booze and ammo, and that way I'll be able to trade or shoot people for anything I need. <laughs> In the event of you know the end of days. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be just, the end not of just days. next Tuesday. I, I just think it's going to be a financial collapse. Um, I made mention of, of moving to Puerto Rico when Paul retires, and somebody's like, oh, no, they're on the verge of financial collapse. You don't want to live there, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, half the fucking reason I want to live in Puerto Rico is not for financial security. It's for the fact that, you know, if you had to homestead someplace, <laughs> they've got a they've got a 365-day growing season down there. Yeah. Oh, Duro, we can own uh, normal capacity magazines. They just have to be manufactured prior to, I think it was 1998. And I've got a few. Um, but no, I, I had this conversation actually recently with Jen, uh, Boston Vapor. Um, Who is awesome, by the way, and I love it when she's on your show. Yeah, she's great. And ho- hopefully she'll do, uh, she'll make it regular. Um, but we were talking about, uh, you know, collecting gold, you know, for the same purpose you know what the fuck are you gonna do with gold really that's that's that was my argument um but her argument was more in the event of just a standard financial collapse gold would work but in the event of you know a complete you know world in chaos gold isn't gonna do shit um bourbon and ammo however they'll 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 suit me just fine yeah and even if you you know bags of rice or something (laughs) a couple bags of rice (laughs) I have some of that. Because you shouldn't drink on an empty stomach. Yeah, well, there is that. And by the way, k- kudos to you on getting your wife to drink bourbon last night. I Can you believe that? I, and I can't I, believe that I called her Laura Lee. <laughs> You're not the first. I'm going to have to apologize. Now, I know her name is Laura Lynn. Yep. I know but, that. But I, I think uh, my, my stepfather still calls her Laura Lee. Lorelai would have made more sense to me considering, you know, I was an 80s teenager, but I don't know where Laura Lee came from. But, yeah, again, oh. tell her I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't think she remembers. So, she was drinking bourbon. <laughs> yeah. I, I really was kind of shocked your wife was drinking bourbon. 
I was too. I, I just offered it, like you know, but she, and she was out of uh, her white wine spritzers, so she was she was game for anything. I make wine, and I make Concord grape wine. Ooh. Oh, yeah, and we um the the last five gallon carboy that we made um tested out at like eleven percent alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> So it's it tastes like Kool-Aid, it goes down like Kool-Aid, it does not hit you like Kool-Aid. It it's so it's it's a red wine, I take it. it it's purple. Or purple, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's I would call it, but you 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 use the skins. Yes. Yeah. It's 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 well, because I mean Erie, Pennsylvania is two hours west, you know, you drive to Erie and you get grapes. Mm-hmm. And then you make wine. And it's good. I I um I anticipate getting a bottle at VaporCon. Damn it. How how the fuck am I gonna get that there? Uh, I don't know. Cause TSA'll but... take that shit. Oh, and you know, speaking of TSA, here's here's my other rant. Paul found this document the other day. Do you wanna know how much money the TSA collected in change that people left in the bins last year? Oh, God. That's actually a statistic? Yes. What? How much? 649000 fucking dollars. Wow. So, people, when you go through TSA, get your change back. <laughs> $649,000. What the fuck? For being a pain in the ass. We paid them that much extra for being a pain in the ass. Okay, so your show has moved. Yes, uh, at least temporarily. Uh, I fired up my own channel because God knows we need more vaping channels. Well, it, <laughs> it's you should be broadcasting it here on Friday nights. We have an open slot. Kevin told me to get on that. I've I've heard, and I'm more than willing to talk to Kevin about that at any point. So, uh, see, Kevin, he won't talk to me about it. He wants to talk to you. Well, I talk to you about it all the time, but most of that just results in you yelling at me. <laughs> Kevin's not going to yell at me. I just want to talk about, you know, what the logistics would be, you know, what, what, it, would, what it would all look like, you know? Okay. Because, uh, you know, I'm used to broadcasting with video, and I like broadcasting with video because I do lots of funny scenes and all that happy horse shit. So I'd just like to see, you know, what this uh, partnership would, uh, would look like. And you have a new co-host? I have a new co-host, Nick from uh, from Spin Fuel. Great guy. I've known him for a while. Um, and when PD left, uh, he was my first choice, and he said yes. So yay, yay me, and yay him. He's doing great, um, and he's only going to get better. He's, he really needs to start making fun of me more. Um, he but, does, but you know what? Um, just have Jen on more because Jen's good at that. Yeah, Jen's good at that. Uh, Boston Vapes is is one of the most enjoyable people to talk to i absolutely adore talking to that girl oh um, she she gets she gets mean at some of these safada meetings which actually i missed one last night oops um but she she can she can get downright mean at these safada meetings if, yeah but if that's half of why she's so awesome that is i i agree i agree 
Um, she is she's an absolute joy to talk to. But if you're being stupid, um, don't be surprised if she tells yeah. you not to be a fucking idiot. She she'll call you on it. And, absolutely. And I absolutely. And that and that's what this the Safada crew needs. You know, we need we need to be kept in line, and she does a great job of doing that. She knows more about government than I think any forty politicians we could ever find. <laughs> yeah, I mean, between her and Jan, I mean, we should get them get them into a room and fund them as some sort of you know and, some sort of organization in and of themselves. And and de- and Dementor True, a blue blue. De, de who? <laughs> Demetra. Oh, 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 yeah. No, Demetra's at all at all those meet, meetings as well. She's heavily she's, involved in the Safada stuff. And she's another one that's just phenomenal. really, really smart. Um, yes, very intelligent. Um, and they they all did a phenomenal job at the hearing um, on last was it last yeah last Thursday. Uh, they all did a great job. So we're all very proud, and it, it sounds like they're. They they've stood up and they've taken notice that that we exist. We're serious. We're not just a bunch of, you know, we're not going to be like like we were when we were smokers and just roll over and take this crap. Um, you know, we need we need our opinion needs to be heard. We need we need to work with them. We need a seat at the table when they're making these these decisions. And how were they about that? It seems like they were very receptive. Um, but you know, actions are louder than words. Uh, we'll we'll see what they do in the coming weeks, and we've also got um, HB twenty fifty coming up, uh, which is an actual piece of legislation. Whereas the hearing last Thursday was basically the the attorney general sidestepping the legislative process um, under the guise of customer um, what's it called consumer protection consumer protection. Thank you. <laughs> uh, under the guise of consumer protection, the AG in Massachusetts is giving given wide latitude uh, to basically create regulations uh, without going through the legislative process. So that's what they're attempting to do. It, uh, you know, and I don't understand how it is that the New England states became so uptight, considering they were the ones that that started the rebellion against the crown to begin with. That's I I, I love the saying. Uh, Mass- welcome to Massachusetts. Freedom started and ended here. Yeah, and it yeah. and it seems like that. You know, mm-hmm. I got to spend a bunch of time with Niagara Kayaker and DJ Vapes. Um, they were there at Bash for Flavor Art, of course. Um, and and oh my God, up stomp of my having a fun time playing with these flavors i really really am but i'm jealous yeah well and then they had all these flavors there and you know and dj's like well would you like to try anything out and i just looked at him i'm like you just gave me everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've got them all um i let other people but i you know and every time i get to sit down and and spend any amount of time with niagara i just keep thinking i so wish that we could take steps like their advocacy has taken in Canada because mm-hmm. you know they have done amazing things up there and i just think that we the people are so jaded here now that i don't know if we could get a group of people willing to say hey look here are some things that we agree on let's hash out the rest of them mm-hmm. um because you know, we've been screwed by politicians for so long here that 
everybody wants to say, no, this is my way. And then they want to say, no, this is my way. And nobody wants to even begin to consider any sort of compromise anywhere, you know. But I'm telling you what, the way the way that they handled things up in Canada, I mean, they really are making headway. And, and it's amazing, and I'm so happy for them. I just wish that we could find something. Well, I think you're seeing some of that spark in California um, just from what Stefan has been able to do. I think that really kind of it made advocacy a lot cooler than it used to be um, because what he was able to do was really just a it created a PR nightmare um, for the California Department of Health. Um, And the production values on on everything that he did was so was so phenomenal. uh, It's it's just really tough to ignore. And I think you're seeing a lot of activity now that's kind of snowballing from that. And it still strikes me as hysterically fu- hysterically funny that Stanton Glantz says, well, look at this, and there's big money and big tobacco behind this. And I'm thinking, it's one fucking guy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one guy in his house. Right. But none of that matters because when he says it, he's, cre- he's creating doubt. You know, that's what they're in the industry of, is creating doubt. You know, he says it, and that becomes the political reality. You know, he says the big tobacco's behind it. You know, he says it loud enough, the media responds. Then, you know, the perception becomes that reality. Everybody's just going to think that it's coming from big tobacco. I am, you know, and I got to get these guys on. I do. I got to get these guys on. Um, They were on Inside Baby, and I told you to watch, go on YouTube and watch this replay, and you really should. Um, they had, let me get the guy's name because these guys were walking around vape bash with these, you know, octopus arm video cameras and all this stuff. And I'm like, um, who the fuck are they? And Dagger and I were sitting there and we were like, Hmm, I think they're making a movie or something. And I said, well, so I walked over no, and asked this him. again. Yeah. I walked over <laughs> and asked him. And I haven't bitched about this on this show yet, so I'm going to bitch about it. I'm allowed. So, and I walk over and the guy's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're making a documentary. And I'm like, oh, so uh, who's funding this? Is mm-hmm. this going to be crowdfunded? And they said, no. And the guy's name is Aaron Biebert. And he's a director and executive producer of uh, Attention ERA Media, or ERA Maybe it's era because only the E's capital. So it's attention era media. And um, these guys are looking into and gaining footage for making a movie about vaping. And um, these guys aren't vapors. Hmm. And so they come over to the table and they talk to Dagger and everything. And then they turn around and leave. I'm like, hey, I wanted to talk to him. And, 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 of course, Uncle Dagger says, well, Jeannie, maybe he didn't think you were serious or maybe he thought you were mad. I'm like, <laughs> everybody always thinks I'm mad. Don't they know I just talk like this all the fucking time? <laughs> but so anyway, so, yeah, so these guys are are planning this documentary and um, I do have to get him on the show and talk to him. Um, but the most impressive thing to me, um, and here's the thing, people, okay, here is the thing. The They are not looking for us to fund this in any way, shape, or form. 
I understand that a lot of people have a really bad taste in their mouth. Well, who are they being funded by, though? Um, actually, um, they are a film company. Right. Um, and they are going to make a film. And the point of making a film, of course, is to make money on right. the film. But typically, uh, any any size production has benefactors. It has it has so finance the the effort in return for making money after the production is over. Well, and that is something that I will have to get more into the into depth with them about when I get them on the show. But I really want to have them on the show and talk to them. And part of the thing that really impressed me was, you know, they sat there and said, "Yes, Blaine, it is. It is a for profit company." Um, you know, they're, they're not just doing this out of the goodness of their own heart. Um, they, they see something and they saw some issues with it and decided to start looking into it. And the more they looked into it, the more they realized that this is just wrong what they're doing. You know, the government is, is passing legislation and trying to, to ban things, not for the benefit of the people, but for the benefit of big pharma and yeah, their friends and yeah and, and you know and, and he said you know the more we looked into it he said i actually started to get mad and he said you know that this just isn't right so you know we'll see what comes of that but i was kind of kind of glad to see them guys walking around there i really that's, wish that's that encouraging would. definitely it is encouraging um when we can get people that are not vapors and don't have vapors as family members um, start to get interested in what is really going on here. That's a good sign. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm going to wish them all the, the luck in the world and hope that they get this thing made and that it goes out. And I, you know, and honestly, I hope they make a billion dollars off the son of a bitch. As long as it brings to light all of the underhanded, dirty, backroom deals that the government is in on and that this is not about our health and safety and welfare it has never been about our health and safety and welfare um yay you know so i i wish them all the luck in the world but yeah i do want to get them on the show and and talk to them um i did because you know evidently i scared them off at bash i seemed like a very angry lady and this was prior to the genetically modified tomatoes <laughs> so you know it wasn't it wasn't like this was in the after effect of me being irate over genetically modified tomatoes i really want to see a link to that i, I want to see something um well i have to tell you when i talked to the to the company um when i talked to the guy um behind the juice he said no 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 our nick is we only use uh premium nicotine derived from tobacco in our products and i'm like well then you probably ought to tell this retailer. Right. <laughs> you probably ought to clear this up. Um, I said, because I am going to be having a conniption fit over this, you know. But then again, you know, we got ultra premium juice makers actually putting out vape glossaries that say theirs comes from potatoes. So, you know, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have rather they put, you know, we picked it up on the on the seventh rock from the sun at least then everybody would have known it was a joke right 
Oh, yes, and Howard Petty says, A Billion Lives. Yes, that is going to be the name of the movie is A Billion Lives. Um, so, yeah, it's it looks to be a pretty good thing for us. It's it, Like I said, it sounds promising. Uh, it sounds like their hearts are in the right place. Well, and they said they were going to be honest. You know, they were going to look at all the information everywhere. And um, that, um, you know, they, they were going to be honest with what they found. And everything they have found so far um, indicates that the government is not working <laughs> for our health and safety and welfare. Um, they're working I, I, hopefully they're able to release it before the FDA begins enforcement. Talk, I'm vaping. <laughs> You're vaping? I'm vaping. Oh, so uh, I did something I promised. This isn't really vape-related, but I did something I promised I would never do. I bought a, I bought two bottles of bourbon on the secondary market. <gasps> Not supposed to do that, but it was too good of a deal. Um, I saw the post today on Facebook, and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to jump on this one. Because it was only like three bucks more per bottle over retail. I'm like, and it's something I can't get up here anymore. So I did it. <clears throat> uh, but it turns out the guy's a vapor. Oh, really? Yeah, because I, I, he, he, cause we did a PayPal transaction. He said, and please be you know, discreet. Don't say anything about booze. I'm like, yeah, I know, because I'm in the e-cig industry, and they're the same way about e-cigs. He goes, oh, I'm looking for a better tank. I've been using the Kangers, but I'm getting dry hits. Like oh cool, so I turned him on to the Atlantis, uh, not the Atlantis, the um, Nautilus. So we'll see how he does with that. I, but uh, yeah, we got a kick out of it. And he turned out he was into e six. So I, I actually have two. Uh, my marquee and Lisa brought me a Stellar to Fate Bash, and Par built it for me, and. And my wonderful friend Parr built this thing for me. Um, it's it's below point five, and, and, oh I, and I have to tell you, it is really really yummy. <laughs> um, I <laughs> I got the new Aspire Atlantis two, the V two, um, but I got some really bad juice in it, and I can't wash it out like it it was that strong. Um, oh. So I'm having a hard time actually judging this thing. Um, plus, it's it's on my vapor flask, which has started to act kind of flaky. Um, and apparently, it's it's a known issue. Like the battery gauge just like dances around all over the place. There's really no point in it. Oh, huh. uh, I'm running it. I'm running it maxed out right now on this thing. And as soon as I took it off the charger, it was green. As soon as I took it off the charger, took my first hit, the battery gauge went down by like half. Like, well, that's not good. So now it's like a, on the first drag, it's fine. On the second drag, it'll... Yeah, see here, I'm, j I'm just clicking the button button really quick, and the gauge is filling up. I am... Um, <laughs> I don't know what how this thing is reading. So I get this RDNA, right? I got the RDNA 40. And thank you, Chicago Rod, even though you tried to break me. Um, and... And I'm like, what the fuck does this say? And Par's like, oh, here, give me that. So yay for my really smart friends because um, Par uh, 
set everything up for me and um, went in and turned the temperature control off because of course I have a hard enough time um, with regular wire I sure as fuck am not trying to build anything with nickel wire um, so she turned that part off for me she turned the temperature thing off for me and then Lisa gave me uh, a new dripper and of course and par bill it for me and that was where the three pictures came of the the three old ladies blowing clouds in the hotel room Mm-hmm. That's where that came from. Gotcha. <laughs> I got I got a bunch of messages over that. We just thought it was really funny. Um, so yeah, so the the three old ladies of Vapor Bash took took pictures uh, blowing clouds in a hotel room. It was mm. kind of funny. And by the way, people, the f- smoke alarm and the fire alarm never went off, so it can't be done. Behave. Yep, absolutely, you can. <clears throat> Speaking of which, are you think cloud comps are kind of falling out of favor these days, or, or are those things here to stay? I, I, I mean, it, it came on like such gangbusters uh, up, up here in New England. You know, there's, there's literally one every two or three days. Um, I can't imagine that that's, that's sustainable. I mean, how often, how often are people going to want to go to an event where they can't see their friend who's standing right next to them, you know? I wish, I wish they were falling out of, out of fashion. I I, see, I have never actually been to one, so I try not to judge them, but all the videos that I see, I'm just like, how, how, how can people stand to be in that room for more than, you know, a couple of minutes? I, I don't understand it. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're still they're still all over the place right now. And uh, I mean, in New England, where vaping was almost unheard of until about a year and a half ago, all of a sudden there's a vape shop on every corner, and everybody's having a cloud comp every two or three days. Um, so yeah, I, I just don't see how that's going to be sustainable. And I've talked to some retailers, um, and it is a concern that, and I'm. I'm going to generalize, but I'm kind of using their words. Um, you know, cloud comp folks tend not to spend a lot of money at shops. Um, so, again, it's just, that goes right back to sustainability. How, how sustainable is that going to end up being? How long are these shops going to be able to stay open if they're catering to a crowd that buys most of their stuff online? But it's cheaper if you buy it www. Yeah. It is, it is, but China. and I'm sure there's there's a ton of folks who who are willing to pay a few extra bucks for a device or for e-liquid, um, you know, in order to support their their small town vendor. Um, but I don't know. I, I, these are questions that I have. They're not, you know, I'm not trying to. Point our fingers. our tenants are vapors. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they're like, oh yeah, we got this mod and it's one of 300 and I look it up and it's a limited run of devices from China and I'm thinking, oh my God, you paid way too much money for that. But you know, mm-hmm. well, it happens. Uh, but yeah, Liz says that's all they do in, in New Hampshire. Well, that's, I think that's all you see on Facebook. Um, because I know mad, mad vapes is in Nashua. Uh, there's at least one other shop in New Hampshire that I know of that doesn't really, you know, you know they'll they'll obviously patronize cloud chasers, but they they don't necessarily focus their business 
on that crowd. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of the shops that are that are more vocal uh, and have more of a presence in social media definitely are, are more apt to cater to that type of uh, vapor. I, and have I, I think that I know the vendor that Liz is talking about as well, and 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 he's actually a really good friend of mine. I hel- I helped him open up his first shop, and now he's opening I think his third soon. Uh, so he's doing really well. Um, I, but um, like I said, I just kind of question the sustainability. You know, I had a uh, I had to apologize to the guy because you know I took what he said the wrong way, and and I you know pretty much called him an asshole. But um, which guy? There was a guy in in one of the threads in the Kasa chat, and and I and I hate that. What really floors me is the way, there's some of the things that people will say, in the advocacy group on Facebook. You know, mm. it's almost like, did you fucking forget you were in an advocacy group? Really? Shut the fuck up. But um, the guy was talking about um, deadly levels of nicotine and that, you know, um, nobody should be able to get their hands on anything over 50 because it's it's deadly at that. And, and anybody that, that... And because a girl had said something about well, she had a friend of hers that, that vapes 60. Mm-hmm. Well, her, her friend is on a cigalike. Right. There's a big difference. Okay, and and he's going off about how nobody should be able to get this, and it's stupid, and but and I'm like, whoa, back the fuck up, <laughs> you know, because you, I mean, Upstomp, what Nick did you start at? Twenty four. Okay, I started at twenty four too. Mm-hmm. And then most I went, of us did back then because yeah. the hardware sucked. Yeah, the hardware sucked, and then I went to eighteen, and then when I got my ego and I started, you know dripping and of course you got knockoff egos that were 4.2 and I thought okay and I went down to 12 and I've been at 12 ever since and up until everybody got me going on these low on builds and I got devices that can push them um, I had to go and buy 6 meg juice at bash because 12 was blowing the top of my head off right um, now I still you know, I have my RDNA sitting here with a build on it that's below 0.5, and I have an Opus sitting here, and sitting on top of this Opus, believe it or not, is a Nautilus with a 1.8 ohm head in it, and the fucking thing sets on 8 watts. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, my gear in in my neck levels, it used to be, you know, my neck was 12. Everything was 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12. 12. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's not that anymore. Um, I get to change it. But Enjoy had given uh, ECC VPX all kinds of Enjoy kits. Um, and they were giving away the new Enjoy Recharge. Um, it comes in the little flip top pack thing. It's like the King, only it's rechargeable. It's like the King, but it's rechargeable. Mm-hmm. And um, I got uh, the vanilla one. and um, And I tried it. And I looked all over on this package, and there isn't anywhere in any of this documentation that I can find anything even remotely indicating a nick level. But if I had to venture a guess, mm. I, I will tell you, if I had to venture a guess, the nick strength on these things is really fucking high. Yeah, well, that's what that's 
Enjoy kind of invented that style. The the Sigil like that's ultra ultra high. Like the when the Kings came out, I think they were what they came out in thirty six and forty eight or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's um, so really... they were ultra high, but it made sense, and it was surprising at the time that nobody else had thought of this. It made sense that they're so underpowered that they have to compensate in some way. And the way that they did that was to increase the nicotine strength. And it made a lot of sense. So for me, you know, really fucking high. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, um, my, my parents are home from Florida and my mother was up here and, and my mother is a dual user. Um, not in the, not in the form of dual user that Stanton glance wants to imply. Mm -hmm. But, um, my mother, when my mother, um, she has smoked since she was like 10 years old. Okay. Um, my mother is going to probably smoke until the day she dies. But when my mother is around me, instead of smoking, she uses her e-cig. Good. Because she knows I don't like the smoke. When she's around my dad, she uses her e-cig because she knows my dad bitches about the smoke. Right. When she's around the girl she plays cards with or she's around my sister, all of these people who smoke like chimneys, um, she smokes her cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, my mother is a dual user, but my mother is a dual user in a good kind of way. Um, well, I don't, I don't know that there's a bad kind of way. Yeah. Dual user, you know. Um, she's not, you know, using her e-cig so that she can smoke where she wouldn't otherwise be allowed to smoke. She's using it just so that she's not smoking. So well, you using know, it to keep her family off her back. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I would never yell at my mother. Are you kidding me? I'm scared to death of that woman. I ain't, I ain't yelling at her. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, but my so my mother tried this enjoy and she says, oh, she says other than this nasty flavor, she says I wish this tasted like a cigarette. She said I like this. Mm. Well, maybe things will improve on that front. And I was like, well, there you go. So, you know, we might not think a whole lot of the Enjoy line as vapors because a lot of us have become um, uh, sort of snobbish when it comes to flavor. Um, Yeah. I'm trying to say that nicely. Um, (laughs) That, you know, they're they're not for us. But for smokers yeah i mean my mother really really liked that thing so i'm probably going to have to get her one in a tobacco flavor um and see what she thinks of that i don't know i I mean you know as well as i do most of these tobacco flavors don't they're they're close more closely resemble pipe tobacco or cigar tobacco they don't really I've I've yet to experience, other than an NAT, uh, I've yet to experience anything that really tastes like a cigarette. Well, when you talk to Niagara, the next time you talk to Niagara Kayaker? That was the closest I ever got was with, uh, there were were two flavor art tobacco flavors that I used. This was, we're going back to 2010, I think. They've got some new ones. Yeah, there were like two of them that I used that got really close, but then I think they changed the formula on them. And it just threw everything off. Yeah, they've got some new ones too. Yeah. So there's that. Just saying. You, you, you. <laughs> Jeez, I, I can't even say just saying to you anymore without cracking up because I'm not <laughs> calling you. 
I, I didn't even hear it. I was just <laughs> listening right past it. Um, but there was actually there's actually one e-liquid that I make, uh, the, the White Stomp. And people down in Florida swear that it tastes like a Marlboro Light. Oh, shit. Niagara's in chat. <laughs> Hi, Niagara. Hey, Niagara. <laughs> Three new tobaccos this month. Yeah, and I still don't have any of your old tobaccos handy. <clears throat> um but yeah, there, there are people down in Florida that swear that White Stomp tastes like Marlboro Light. Now I take I taste White Stomp and I think they're nuts because it, it does it doesn't taste anything like a tobacco cigarette, like a regular cigarette. So I don't know. He said, "Call him." So call oh. Ni- call yes. Make sure you call Niagara. We're friends on Skype, right? Or or you know what? Hit up Richard too. Who's Richard? DJ Vapes. He sounds pretentious. Oh, DJ. Okay. DJ Vapes. <laughs> His okay. name is Richard Hong, and and he's now all official and you know employed and and handles all the you need what flavor art stuff. He's the man. Cool, cool yo. But yeah, they've got um, and Niagara's got me really excited about one of those three new ones that is coming out because he swears that it's really good shaken vape and for tobacco. That's the hardest thing for me with working with tobaccos is I have no patience. I don't. I don't. I do not have patience to mix something up and go back in three weeks and see if I like it. Mm. That annoys me. That drives me. That, I hear you. I hear you. But that, for, for a, a flavor developer, I have the most fun developing tobacco flavors. Um, but then once I'm done, I, I hesitate to even call them tobaccos because... They still don't, they, they don't taste like tobacco to me. They just taste, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. And that's what I like about them. Um, they taste like a really good vape, you know. It's not necessarily I, something you can pinpoint. You know, I think I think FDA does not realize that you're here, Upsump. I really. And that's by design. Do you, do you realize <laughs> he's being a grammar Nazi? What? He's being my grammar Nazi in chat, and he doesn't seem to understand that you're the head of my oh that FDA. grammar correction department. <laughs> I you meant the FDA doesn't realize no, I'm here, no, <laughs> like no, as F- a company. No, F F F the FDA. Um, gotcha. Yeah, no, really, seriously. This you know, the guy on the other end of this phone call for me. He is my official grammar corrector. Yes, and occasional pronunciation doctor. And in, and <laughs> enunciation specialist. I know how to do all of that. I just choose not to most of the time. Mm-hmm. Actually, Kevin said so. Kevin was saying something on his show. I wish I could remember. If I knew I was coming on with you tonight, I would have made a note of it so I could make fun of him. Um, I can't for the life of me remember what he was saying, but he was using a word over and over again, and he was just pronouncing it so badly. Um, I keep, but I can't remember what it was. He did it like five times in a row. No, it wasn't diacetyl. <laughs> Although when he he started yelling at somebody about uh, mispronouncing diacetyl, he was, I think he was yelling at Russ because he was calling it uh, diacetyl, which we were all calling it. To be fair, we were all calling it diacetyl two years ago. Um, but it finally came out. Thanks in, in a large part to Kevin uh, that it, it it is in fact diacetyl. Um, but then he, then Kevin proceeded to call it acetylpropanol, and it's not acetylpropanol; it's acetylpropanil or propionil. <laughs> um, it's so AP. Was... It's the bad AP. 
Yeah, just call it AP. It's it's the bad AP because there is a good AP though. The Associated Press? No. <laughs> I can't pronounce that one either. Stereo Dreamer. Pronounce, give me a phonetic pronunciation for the good AP that's nutty, bready goodness when used in drops. You're talking about butyric acid? No, not butyric acid. Because that doesn't... It's acetylpyrazine. Mm-hmm. Hey, I said it right. Thank you very much, Mike Getz. Ha! I did. Yeah. I usually, I usually say it. I usually yeah, pronounce it right on wrong. it. The AP kind of sucks. Yeah. So there's there's good AP, and then there's the bad AP, hmm. and then there's Jan's AP, which is Associated Press, and yeah, they really do suck. Yeah, and uh, Dr. Kurt Kissler says he really doesn't care whether it's um, diacetyl or diacetyl or diacetyl. As long as you know what it is and why it's bad. <laughs> oh, and, and and I agree with that. But, you know, we're all a bunch of talking heads and we need something to talk about. <clears throat> yeah, but, you know, I mean... Well, pronunciation mother... in organic chemistry is critical because every syllable means something. You can take a word and you can create... I forget what it's called because it's been so long <laughs> since I've taken organic chemistry. But you can actually create the molecular model based on the word itself. Oh. Huh. I'm glad I didn't take that class. <laughs> I'd have been totally fucked. It was fun. It was like it, it was like solving puzzles. A lot of organic organic chemistry was just about the semantics. Like they'd say a word, you'd have to create a model based on it. They'd show you a model, you'd have to create the word based on it. It was really cool. But, you know, by the time I was in college, I was kind of a geek, so. I didn't like regular chemistry, but organic I had a lot of fun with. Yeah, no. Um, our chemistry classes um, and biology classes were all taught by the same guy. And um, I was terrified of this man, so I only took what I was absolutely required to take, and then I avoided him like the fucking plague. And then, lo and behold, he ends up being our track coach, and he knew I was a smoker, so he used to make me run um, extra miles, because he knew I was a smoker. Mm -hmm. And he was this great big bear of a man that you didn't say no to. I just fucking ran and got over it. <laughs> so, needless to say, I didn't take his classes. I liked math classes. I enjoyed math. I thought math was okay up to a point in college. I hated it in high school. Loved it in elementary school. It was my favorite subject. But once I got into high school, I got lazy, grew my hair, played guitar a lot. Um, yeah, then I sucked. But then in college, math, math was, I was good with math in college. Um, Never got up to calc, got up to the pre-calc level, discrete math, things like that for my uh, my degree. But I did okay with it. Mm. By the we ooh, shinied that. Where is your show on Friday nights now? Oh, um, I'm back to vapors.tv. Um, like I said, I set up my own channel, so it's vapors.tv slash NEV, which stands for New England Vapors. Um I set it up just because we had the hearing coming up and we had about three weeks to a month 
of notice, so I wanted to keep the sh- keep my show going after I left Quest, just for that purpose. So I set it up there. Um, what format it's going to take in the future, I'm not sure. Um, you know, I don't really see it sticking with a New England focused, you know, uh, format for too long. Um, so yeah, I, I just don't know. I don't know if I'm going to end up going to another channel or if I'm just going to do my own thing and maybe do the VP live thing. I'm not sure. But yeah, for now it's uh, vapors.tv/neb. Friday nights at eight Eastern. Oh. Let's see. There now I don't now I don't feel bad. I, we went back and fixed that ooh shiny. <laughs> <laughs> so who's on with you guys tomorrow? Uh, I don't have anybody lined up right now, um, but I think I think it's a good time to kind of take a little bit of a break. Um, we did that a little bit last week with Jen. You know, I lifted the drinking ban, so we got to kind of lay, lay back, reflect on the last month leading up to, and then including the um, the hearing. Um, so I might do something similar with just Nick and I because we haven't done a show with just Nick and I yet. Um, but certainly if something comes up or if any New England-based vendors uh, or activists want to come on, I'm certainly open to it. Um, but for now, yeah, I'm just planning on me and Nick. Or Nick and I. <laughs> well, and what, what is his other half's name? Um, Melissa. Yes, because they were on... Um... I could be wrong. <laughs> They were on the awesome show with you one night, and she is funny. Do you know who she reminds me of? She is absolutely hilarious. Um, I would love to have her on. And you, the TV TV buff that you are, who does she look like? Who does she look like? A grown-up version of? It's it's been a while. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, yeah, I could see that. You don't see that? I I can see that. The first time I'm like, holy shit, she looks like Sabrina the Teenage Witch all grown up. But yeah, she's she's a hot shit. And damn it, Nick doesn't have Nick doesn't have an inner relationship with I know I'm friends with her. Her name is not Melissa, but now I don't remember what her name is. It's I think it starts with an M. She's adorable, but every time she's on this show with you guys, I just keep thinking, Hey, that's Sabrina all grown up. Damn it, what's her name? Nick's going to kill me if he listens to these replies. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Critical points out the reason you got Melissa, because Melissa Joan Hart was the girl that played Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, but I didn't know that. <laughs> I bet you did. Somewhere in the cavernous... So, my brain, yeah. The cavernous uh, television and movie vault that's in your brain. You and Jibba, oh, fuck, you and Jibba start talking about movies and who was in this and who was in that, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Now, yeah, we have an inter- in- interesting uh, relationship in that respect because we both love movies and we both know a lot about movies, but we both hate, uh, or no, he hates Quentin Tarantino, and I named one of my sons after Quentin Tarantino. That's how much I love the guy. So... We don't talk too much about movies anymore since he brought that up. <laughs> he, like, he loathes everything Quentin Tarantino does. Well, they just don't make sense to me. Oh, I just love it. I love the whole retro fusion thing that he does and the way he writes dialogue. And 
you just never know what's going to happen in his movies. Like everything's just like off the wall. I absolutely love what he does. Uh, and her name's Marissa. There we go. Yeah. See, I was close. Well, maybe it is Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I mean, she's just, you know, flying low key. Yes, and she does look a lot like her. Yep. I'm telling you, she's really cute. Yep. Yeah, it's, uh, us mass hole vendors, we know how to pick our women. I think you just got really lucky. Well, I had some skills. Yeah, <laughs> I think you just got really lucky. Okay. <laughs> So, what did I get? Oh, I got Kimmer a care package, too. Kimmer's not in the chat, is she? I have to look before I say something. I didn't see her. Kimmer keeps breaking all of her drip tips, so I got to meet Jamel Harris in person. She can't break one of yours, though, because those are, like, they have, like, steel freaking rods running through the middle of them. No, they don't. The ones I have do. Yeah, some of them do. They don't all. Um <laughs> And, that, I stopped, still, and I stopped putting them in there for a reason because um, a lot of people were thinking because they had a core in them that they could use them on sub-ohm longer. And the problem with that is um, the metal cores um, actually draw the heat and hold the heat longer. Right. So you're actually focusing heat on the weakest part of the tip, which is not what you want to be doing. Yeah, no, it's I kind of an oxymoron kind of thing. Stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't use any of these for some. So yeah, that's why I went to the the thinner metric O rings, um, so that I could actually just go ahead and leave more acrylic there. Yep, that and, makes sense. And it solved a lot of that issue. So, um, but that nope, was fun. It's going but strong. So, that's still it's still on my primary device, and it still looks like it was polished yesterday. Thank you. Like I can just take this and like you know wipe it with my shirt, and it looks like this. It looks exactly the same as the day I bought it. Um. Love this thing. Well, so I'm over trying Jamel's juice line and that I didn't even know he had because um, I live under a rock. Um, and, and he had these drip tips. And I'm like, oh, can I can I have one or two of these, please? And he's like, why? And I said, well, because Kimmer keeps breaking breaking her drip tips because she has everything on a K-Fun, right? And <laughs> she knocks it off her desk. And, of course, now that she's, you know, in the that final stretch of getting the house in Minnesota finished and everything packed up and they're leaving for Colorado in less than a week. Mm -hmm. Um, they bought a ranch out in Colorado and, um, or they bought a house, they bought a farm. Yeah. Cause when you say Colorado and ranch, people seem to think, you know, big, huge cattle ranch. No, Kimmer did not buy some big, huge cattle ranch. Um, but they bought a place in Colorado. They bought a really nice place in Colorado. Mm -hmm. But, um, so she breaking all of her shit. So anyway, so Jamel saved me. Jamel he says, well, take all of me a damn want. Send them to her. Um, but I think um, the coolest shit and thing that I found at Vape Bash that I had not seen until then was Bedazzled. Mm. Uh, and you're not a girl. You don't really give a shit. But I'm telling you what. if you No, have... I, I, do, I do appreciate what they've been doing over the years. Oh, my God. This, I, these I, Bedazzled. I, I would use it, but I definitely appreciate it. You, you, do you got your wife using a Nautilus? Uh, she uses, yeah, Nautilus Mini. Yeah. Well, I bought two. I got two of the Nautilus Mini replacement tanks from her. Mm -hmm. They are fucking gorgeous. Love them. Love them, love them, love them. Um, and, and I'm not all real girly, but mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you. And she even does uh, juice bottles. I got some uh, blue cobalt glass. I saw those, yeah. 
they are just absolutely gorgeous. And I'm like, how the fuck have I not known this woman was out there? How have I not <laughs> She's known She's at every this? single national meet. I, I've n- not seen her at VaporCon. She was at VaporCon the year I was there. I, I did not see it. See, yep. this is what happens. Par, see, this is what happens. Every year at VaporCon, I say, I'm going to get to where I go around and I see every single vendor that's here. And it never fucking happens. Mm-hmm. Now, at um, at Bash, was, uh, I think it was Bash that I heard that there were actually two separate rooms. Is that right? No. Or that might have been the meet right prior to Bash. Mm-mm. No, it wasn't at Bash. Because no. it sounds like Bash was absolutely enormous. Yeah, room. Bash was absolutely enormous. Um, and But I will tell you that the coolest thing about this resort was... Um, they had this fire pit outside. Mm. It was a gas, you know, it was a pretend fire pit, you know, gas logs, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, the the maintenance guys would keep this thing on until 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning wow. for us. And everybody was just sitting outside around this gigundous fire thing. We were roasting marshmallows. Do you know that they make flat marshmallows? I did know that. I did know that. Um, I did not know that. I haven't tried them. Because I'm really not all that big on s'mores, um, but I did know that. Yes, so that was another thing. So I mean, I I I learned I learned a couple of things. I learned that there are assholes out there saying that they have genetically modified tomato nick. I learned that bedazzled makes the most beautiful beautiful uh, replacement tanks and for my vape shit and and bottles for my juice that that by the way don't have a childproof cap. Thank you very fucking much. I hate child brew caps. And that they have flat marshmallows. I did not know that there was such a thing as a flat marshmallow. Yeah. You know what would make s'mores better? Peanut butter. Think about it. No. Yes. No. A fluffernutter sandwich is phenomenal, right? No. Chocolate and peanut butter go great together. You know, hence Reese's peanut butter cups. So why not put all three together? And somebody has to try it. Somebody try it. Well, and you know what you could Oakley do? understands. Yeah, it's see, more. so yeah. instead of putting Hershey bar on there, you could just put a Reese's cup on there. Um, or that. Huh. Yes, I think it would work. New culinary experience brought to and you I, by Vapor's Place. And I would <laughs> release a juice that does exactly that. But there's oh, I th- yeah, just yeah. A, as soon as I finish that sentence, I'm sure there are 50 juice vendors that are. Out. You know, and Niagara commented earlier that um, they have that fl- Flavor Art has two new two other new flavors coming out. They have a peanut butter that they're a uh, peanut that they're releasing and a condensed milk. The condensed milk, I'm anxious to try. The peanut, not so much. I will. I'll. I. I will. I'll try it. But I'm not thinking that I'm gonna probably like it. But that's okay. But I'll try it. Wait. Back up. They're making a condensed milk e-liquid. Flavor. Oh, flavoring. Okay. Yeah. Flavor art. Doofus. Okay. Yeah. Um, flavor art is coming out with a condensed milk flavor. Hmm. If it doesn't have sucralose, I'd be willing to give it a try. But I would think condensed milk, one of the defining you know, characteristics of condensed milk is sweet. Um, 
I don't know. I'd be interested to try it. And then test it for DNAP. Um, I would... I would almost guarantee you that um, Flavor Art has already run it through. Um, oh, they, I'm thinking Flavor West. I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. Flavor Art. No, it's Flavor Art. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> Flavor Art. Yes. Yes. Okay. Big difference. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's getting late. Oh, Niger says no sweetener at all. Yep. No, I'd definitely be curious to try that. Well, if I get some, I'm not sharing it. <laughs> I know. I know. You not anything yet. <laughs> That's so mean. Oh, my God. That's okay. I have an in. Niagara wants me to call him. I know. So, see, call him. And I'm not expecting, you know, the care package that you got. Son of a bitch. <clears throat> oh... Huh, really? I'm going to have, now I am going to have to look, I'm going to, I have some pinup vapors downstairs. So I am going to have to go downstairs and look at my bottle of pinup vapors and see if it actually says FDA approved nicotine. Because critical, if my bottle of e-liquid says that it's FDA approved nicotine, I'm going to have a shit fit over that. You know that, right? Yeah. Um, I don't even know where to start with that. Um, I assume I don't even know that they approve nicotine uh, itself. Um, they obviously approve the patch and the gum and all that stuff, but I don't know that they approve the nicotine as a as a you know as a product in and of itself. I don't know how that works. Why why is it that? And this has been a rant with me for months now, but why is it? that people make outlandish marketing statements because is, is it because most, the majority of people just believe it no i think most i think the i think for a lot of folks the the line between marketing gobbledygook and outright false statements is somewhat gray and you get a lot of vendors who are, you know, maybe a little on the younger side who don't understand how words can be used uh, and used against you. And maybe, frankly, they haven't been part of the community for long enough to understand that, you know, there are a lot of critical thinkers out there that uh, are willing to call you on shit. You know what I'm saying? I guess I don't know. And critical, I do agree with you. Um, I've I've got two of the two of the um, juices out of the pinup line, and I really like them. So, you know, but yeah, no, that that just would. Oh, sigh. Yeah, and Mowgli Mowgli pointed out. Um, yeah, Wizard Labs um does have their lab certified. Um, their products, however are not because nicotine is just not on that thing. Yeah. Right. And uh, Johnson Creek has a, had an FDA certified lab, what, six years ago, six, seven years ago. They, you know, that was one of their big claims to fame. Mm -hmm. Their lab is FDA certified. But what does that mean? Mm, not much when it comes to e-liquid. 
It means the lab has a piece of paper. Yeah, the lab has a piece of paper. It's probably as close to pharmaceutical grade as you can get for a lab, for an e-liquid lab, um, but that's it. Yeah, it means their juice sucks. <laughs> um, I don't know about that. I've act- I don't think I've ever had Johnson Creek e-liquid. Really? I'm sure I must have paid on a blue at some point in my life, but I I don't know. I, um, I'll tell you what. The vanilla in the blue, um, and because blue was my first e-cig, um, the vanilla wasn't bad. But that then again, understand this. Um, it was the first day I ever vaped, so maybe my... My taste buds maybe were still, you know, fucked from smoking two and a half packs of cigarettes a day. But um, I can remember liking that. I can remember really not liking the fact that one of them little cardamizer things only lasted like a half an hour. But, um, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think... Um, and I pretty much have, like, the same flavor profiles that I did when I started vaping, which is really kind of unusual because a lot of people, they start out on, oh, I like this and this and this, and then two years later, they're like, oh, I don't I don't like them any at all, and I like these and these and these. Um, I'm waiting, the fad that I'm waiting for is for custard to die. Um yeah, to an extent, uh, so I've many got of the custards, against custards. So many of the custards that I've had have this musty cake note that just drives me up the wall, um, and that's kind of where mutters came from. I wanted to have something that which I need more of, by the way. Okay, um, I've and got Christmas morning, and Christmas morning. Um, but that's what where that mu- that's that? where mutters came from because I was so sick of tr- trying all these custards because the idea of a custard vape always appealed to me, but all the all the custard vapes that I'd tried were j- just had this really awful cake note that I've always avoided over the years. Well, that, I, and they, they just seem it. like they're so heavy on the Bavarian cream, and Bavarian cream just, I it love... It has the, an alcoholic tinge to it. I love Bavarian cream donuts with the chocolate icing on them. Oh, yeah. Y'all oh, yeah. love them. I'll probably die with one of those in my hand. There, There is not a Bavarian cream flavor out there that tastes like that. Mm-mm. Th- there's not. Um, I wish I wish there was, because you know I would be vaping that shit probably by the gallon, but unfortunately they don't taste like that. They they right. taste just luck, you know. Mm. Um, Margot, uh, my friend Margot, cannot tolerate the cream cheese icing at all. She says it just tastes like feet. I've never I've never tried it. Um, I it's tried. Lorenz, it's Lorenz, and I I would probably. Um, be really safe guess is to say that it's not vape friendly. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't touch Lorenz at all. <laughs> I, I don't have that in the house <laughs> or in my lab. It's just not, no, no Lorenz here. I think the biggest happy, happy, happy for me um, when I got all of the flavor art flavoring was um, having some more flavor art marshmallow. Because I really the the flavor West marshmallow and the the Catlin cream I love both of those. Oh, I used to use Catlin cream. I used to use that way back in the day. Mm. Um, actually, I think probably five of my first ten recipes were flavor art based. Uh, not not strictly, but you know they had there was a good amount of flavor art stuff going on. 
Um, unfortunately, they were just such a pain in the ass to buy from uh, that I had to drop. I had to drop all that stuff. Um, so hopefully, <clears throat> uh, problem soon to that. be solved. Yeah, hopefully we can remedy that. Mm. And the other thing, I got when I was up at uh, ECC. Thank you, Shay. Thank you, Shay. Um, you know, everybody comes out with Rice Krispie treats, right? Yep. And that's that's one that I don't bitch about because I wasn't the first Rice Krispie treat. Um, well, a lot of them don't taste like Rice Krispie treat to me. No. Uh, well, because Rice Krispies don't really have a flavor. And typically in a cereal vape, you're looking for a specific flavor profile that, frankly, Rice Krispie treats don't have. But people try to add that cereal profile that is so vastly different from a crunch berries or a fruity pebbles or something like that. Um, so that's where you run into the problem. It's you, you're really just you're looking at adding some level of depth above and beyond just the marshmallow. But I don't. I have yet to try anybody's that nails it, including my own. I, I if going. <laughs> If I could go back, I would have called it something else because it was a big seller back in the day, my, my Rice Krispies. Um, but I would have called it something else because it, it doesn't taste like that. Well, Shay takes me because I am really funny about trying juice from vendors I don't know um, because there's so much stuff going, so much sketchy stuff going on now um, that I'm rather hesitant to try juice from somebody that I don't have some amount of trust in. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be in the, in in this industry. So, um, yeah, you know, so I'm go with what you know, go go with, you know, recommendations, people you trust. Yep. Um, you know, recommend juice makers. Well, the only reason I tried Pinup um was because Metal Pit kept saying, "Genie, you got to try it." You you really Genie, you got to try it. Mm. Um so I, I tried it at ECC and ended up bringing a couple bottles home. Um, none of the custers, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. But this Rice Krispie Treat that I got up there, it's not called Rice Krispie Treat either. It's from mm-hmm. a Canadian vendor. Um, it's Wonderlust. And the name of the juice is Slow-Mo. And it's, it's just really, really yummy. I brought home two bottles of it. And I am down to probably like... 3 ml of it and that's going to be a problem for me um, <laughs> well it's available isn't it yes i have well, to order it from canada yeah that's slow but it can be done it'll get here mm-hmm. it'll get here but yeah oh from dash vapes um dash vapes is the one that carries this stuff yeah. um niagara fixed it for me in chat thank you niagara um it is just it is it i am just really surprised at how yummy and tasty it is. And especially considering I really like Rice Krispie Treats. And with this stupid fucking diet, I can't have any. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just had, I had two, uh, two Rice Krispie Treats today. My wife makes them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I used to. I was chasing my blood sugar for the rest of the day. I used to. That and no-bake cookies. And no-bake cookies, you know, no-bake cookies should be on every diet. Because there's... Did you there's see cho- that post on Facebook? With chocolate the- is a vegetable, right? It, it uh, grows, therefore it's a vegetable? Well, it might be considered a legume. <laughs> um, but did you see that post on Facebook? Or the, the, somebody put uh, like five you know, rounds from a Pillsbury cookie dough roll onto a waffle maker. 
Oh, we make them all the time. The grand cinnamon rolls. That's a great idea. It is. We do them all the time. Every time the grandkids come over, we have them. Mm. Yeah, it, but you get the big ones. You get the the grand cinnamon rolls. Mm-hmm. And you do it with the grand cinnamon rolls and the waffle iron. Oh yeah, with the cookie dough. Oh yeah, no. Um, my my granddaughter Emily. My grand, yep, my granddaughter Emily says that her uncle Bernie, my uncle Bernie makes the bestest waffles ever, and that's exactly how she says it. My hmm. uncle Bernie, everything is Uncle Bernie with her and Eric. It's not grand. It's it's not grandpa and grandma. It's it's Uncle Bernie. Hmm. They walk in the door and I'm like, hey, give me a hug. We're Uncle Bernie. <laughs> Yeah, and it's never uncle. It's unka. It's Unca Bernie. Well, it's like uh, Jimmy, little Jimmy used to call Kiara, his sister, my daughter, um, Rara, because he couldn't pronounce his K's. So instead of saying Kiara, he used to call her Rara. So now I call her Rara, and she hates it. I'm going to be calling her Rara when she's like 25 years old. She's going to smack me. Oh, yeah, that'll be funny. Because it's a much better nickname than Kiki. One of her teachers used to call her Kiki. It drove me nuts. Oh, yeah, that would drive me nuts. It's an awful nickname, Kiki. That's like the nickname of like a, I don't know, German grandmother. Oh. You know. <laughs> My sister and I ended up being Jeannie and Annie because our our real names were just too fucking long when my mother decided we were both left-handed and she's right-handed. So we just ended up, you know, I mean, we ended up Jeannie and Annie and I, when I went to graduate from high school, um, my senior English teacher said to me, she says, you know, I did not ever realize what your real name was until I had you in class. I said, well, my mother doesn't even call me that. And she said, okay, well, then I won't either. I said, thanks. So, I mean, nicknames can be a good thing. Nicknames can be a really bad thing. Yeah. Oh, FDFDF just said he ordered a boatload of menthol. I hate ordering menthol. I only have one menthol juice, and I only sell it to um, uh, smoke shops that, that also have vaping supplies. Um. I don't sell it to standard vaping retailers, typically. I'm glad um, you said that. Shit, shit is so expensive. Menthol is so expensive now. Drives me nuts. Luckily, it, it you can you know a little bit goes a long way. So. So I I you reminded me I had a rant that I was going to talk about two weeks ago and I wasn't here to to rant about this. And seems as you bring up the. This came up in, in your course of conversation, so now I feel free to rant about this. Mm-hmm. Okay, all of you assholes out there that keep putting these posts up about this shop is selling tobacco and vape supplies. I'm never going to buy there. Just shut the fuck up and don't buy there then. Please. That's a weird thing to get pissed off about. Just Yeah, just shut the fuck up and don't buy there. I mean, I guess I could kind of understand a little bit if it was a vape shop first and then they brought tobacco in. No, it was a smoke shop that started selling vape stuff. I mean, that's 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 who does it. I've got that. The only people in my area who who sell e-liquid are smoke shops or head shops. Um, 
I, I don't find any reason to get pissed off about that. I mean, I mean, they, they're not the best place to learn about stuff. But what if they are? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I can see judging a store on itself. I cannot see blanket judgment of, right. Right. of say, uh, you know, boycott this place because they sell tobacco and they sell vape stuff. Just please, for fuck's sake, shut up. Well, that's the, that's something we've been fighting as a community all along is a lot of people who quit smoking and turn to vaping feel the same way that militant quit smokers used to feel before there was vaping around. Like they, they become so anti-tobacco that it, it just floors me because, you know, so so this guy owns this guy owns a tobacco shop, right? And he is providing for his family on what he makes running this tobacco shop. And he finds vaping and he decides that oh this this is fucking amazing. And and because he's now a vapor, you know, he's gonna start selling vape stuff in there too. But you right. know what? How does that make him evil? (laughs) The $120,000 a year his family needs to survive is on customers that are still demanding their tobacco products. So Mm -hmm. you know what? This guy is doing both. Okay? And that may not be the case in in all of these shops. But with a lot of them, that's what it is. That is the bottom line. Is they, they were a smoker. They're now a vapor. But they still have to be able to provide for their family. Okay. Right. They so if you don't, close, if, they can't just close their shop, stop paying their mortgage, and yeah. reopen as a vape shop. If, it, if, it if you don't, if you don't like it, then fine. Don't fucking shop there. But there is no reason to go on the internet and badmouth this place just because it offends your delicate sensibilities. Yeah. Well, I, it just comes down to you know the perpetually enraged. That's what they are. They they like. They they get off on being enraged on Facebook. You know, let them. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I, I adore that. Kevin. I, I adore Kevin, okay? And I am very thankful that Kevin lets me do this show here. And for the most part, I enjoy Kevin's shows. But he he did an interview with this guy the other day from Australia, and he, and he likes to throw around the C word and everything else. I watched the show <laughs> up until that point, and then I went and did something else it was that simple it doesn't mean i dislike kevin's show oh because you don't like the c word yeah i just don't like the c word so so i left you know it's not like i went running out on the internet and and screamed for a ban of something because it because it had offended because it offended my delicate sensibilities that we all know i've got so fucking many of um you know but i just this this whole thing and and for fuck's sake, to go into an advocacy group and make this complaint? Really? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I, I kid you not, Upstomp. It was in an advocacy group. I'm like, no, what, what in the fuck? We see, we see that all the time. That and, and, you know, somebody who's been vaping for three months all of a sudden comes up with the grand idea that we need to stop calling them e-cigs. Like, that ship is like, sailed. You know, see that every three months and then everybody has to glom on and 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 explain to this person why we can't do that and what why it's just not possible but it's it happens every couple of months you'll see somebody post it 
I've got the perfect solution. Let's stop calling them e-cigs. Oh, no, that's okay. Somebody that's... came up with a brilliant idea a couple of weeks ago that they should, you know, just all these shops should put a 5% tax on all their products and donate that to Kassad. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you obviously haven't been a vapor very long. If if the, the words, we should put a tax, came out of your mouth. Right. Well, so yeah, so that was my rant, but we can get out of here for the evening now that, yeah, I, I didn't think I actually had a rant other than the tomato nicotine, but yeah, you, you brought up that, tobacco There was that other post in, in the, uh, in the DIY group. Oh my fuck. We both, we both had some fun with, <laughs> I was being Mr. Diplomat, but you, you, you know, at a certain point, I just, I basically, after I made my last statement, I turned off notifications for that thread because I just didn't, I didn't want them. I, <sighs> So here's this. Now, and, and, and all you people that are sitting in chat and all you people listening to this show on the replay, you all know that as far as Clone Wars in, in gear, um, I take no sides in that because I have clones and I have real gear. Um, I have a mishmash of everything, um, and, and I'm fine with that. Um, so in the DIY group, I deleted eight posts about clone recipes, either offering a clone recipe, asking if anybody had a clone recipe, or something closely related to all of that. Right, using using the brand names. Yes, and that is one of the few things we do not allow in the DIY group that Upstomp and I admin on Facebook. Mandy, Mandy Cat Campbell started this group, oh my God, five years ago? Yeah, and um, you know, and and we've all decided over the years because so many people from that group have gone on to to become vendors. Uh, Mandy, Jay, um, Jeremy well, Dollar, Jamar. Fair. I don't think I was ever a member of that group until I've been a vendor. Yeah, for many so, years. But, so yeah. one of the things that we don't do is is discuss clone recipes. So I deleted like eight posts in a day. So, and I thought, okay, you know, the the one guy keeps reposting this shit. Maybe he doesn't realize that he's violating one of the few rules that we actually have. Mm-hmm. So I put a post up that, you know, clone, any posts relating to a clone will be deleted. Repeated posting can have you removed from the group. Just for clarification purposes for people. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody thought you were talking about clone devices, first of all, in a DIY group. Yep. <laughs> it's very clearly states at the top of the group. It's an e-liquid DIY group. And uh, everybody thought you were talking about, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and I caught all kinds of shit. Well, I didn't because I just walked away. <laughs> I just walked away shaking my head thinking. You know, if it wasn't the DIY group, I would just say, are you fucking kidding me? But I behave myself in there, and I try really hard to behave myself in there, and I do a really good job at behaving myself in there. That's what makes me think that everybody should be able to do it. Apparently, I was wrong. Um, but yeah, yeah, Upstomp had to had to chime in and clarify that, that I was talking about 
E-liquid. Not gear. And then I had to clarify again. Well, the second time I clarified, it was really just my thoughts on the subject. And my thoughts are that... I don't necessarily, I don't, obviously I don't think it should be illegal to quote unquote clone somebody else's recipe. I'm not, I'm not real big on intellectual property above and beyond what you can protect by yourself. Um, but I don't even think it should be discouraged, but there's a time and a place to discuss there, cloning somebody's recipe. And there are a lot of groups discussing out there it for in, that. In, in, in the face of the manufacturer who is helping this group by giving them advice is it's bad form. It, it's rude. And, you know, there are a lot of DIY recipe clone groups, actually. Um, there really are. Um, just, just search for them, guys. It, they, they're, they're out there. Ours is just not that. And that's why we put it right in the rules. And then, and mm-hmm. then some guy got all ass hurt and said that, you know, that, that he had internet freedom and this is Facebook and he was allowed to say whatever he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and you're, but you as an admin are allowed to delete whatever you want. You know, welcome, welcome to uh, freedom working both ways. This is Facebook. I guess. Oh my god! Oh shit! Uh, and Mike's right. Most, most, I would say probably ninety-five percent of all juice juices out there are technically probably a clone of something else. Uh, you know, there are just too many juice manufacturers out there now. There just aren't enough original ideas to go around to all those juice makers. <laughs> And I guess if I didn't do a show with Jan, I I wouldn't think that internet freedom was such a laughable thing. Um, oh shit! But um, and the other thing too, people, if you you know, I'm a member of a lot of um, closed groups or or private groups on Facebook, and and I know that when I am granted admittance into these groups, that generally these groups are private or closed or secret or whatever for a reason. Um, and it's because um, they like some form of order to the chaos. And usually to have some form of order to the chaos, there are rules involved. So, yeah, just it probably should be something that you think about when, 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 you, when you join a closed group. There, there might actually be rules. And, yes, these, these said rules um, might stomp on your Internet freedom of Facebook. Quote, quote, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's All right. just deal with on the internet. But... All right, we're out of here. Okay. Say goodnight, Jay. Goodnight, Jay. Goodnight, Jeannie. Goodnight, Jeannie.